0: What's on your mind, man?
1: Man, um, I just got a lot going on. Um, building this business, um, videography, photography, um, just development a portfolio. Um, I, like I told you before, I deal with so many different artists, whether singers, rappers, dancers, um, and then uh, the, my business partner, who was like a godsend to me she she reached out and was like look we need to toast to something so about a week ago she was like look i think we're gonna start the record when this is a person that's basically a celebrity herself she connected me with a lot of good people a lot of people with money not that money means everything but when you're doing business uh with successful people who have already done this before it helps you to scale things there's certain things that i just wouldn't know unless they showed me so in my mind, I've been just trying to prepare myself on my end to have my business together so that way when I kind of lock in um, my videography, my photography, the artists that I book, the shows that I promote, um, the venues that I book, every, everything goes in order. So that's where I've been at over the last maybe two and a half weeks, just trying to get my mind together, my notes together, and just figure out how to scale because I've never I've never been this far in. It. It's like you ever started at the beach and like walk deeper and deeper got deeper in the waves start getting big like oh I'm starting to get wet. Like you know what I mean? So it's like I'm just trying to figure out how to um, structure myself and organize myself with this. So
0: one thing that I've been learning too is that what got us to this spot won't get us to the next spot. And that's what's tough about being an entrepreneur, about building something, about trailblazing, is that a lot of times we we think that we can do what we did last time and get get new results. But essentially, we it's like you said, you've been going through this process of trying to figure out how to scale. So how has that felt on your your mental health with that? How's that been, been going?
1: Um, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's stressful um, simply because... It's the unknown. It's a lot of things that I haven't done before. You know, I could easily say, Oh, I used to rap, I got a studio, you know, I, I have friends that have studios, I've engineered, but it's not that's not the part of it. The the actual art side isn't the it's the business side. It's having the right financial backing, having a real schedule organized, having people that do things that I can't do, um, that know things that I don't and are able to connect me to people, like a lawyer, accountant. Um, Just the, a lot of stuff when it comes to business is in jargon. So certain things that I don't know that had I not been around these people, I would have never figured it out or it would have been just terrible, a terrible uphill battle. Not that I wouldn't get there, but it would have been a like reinventing the wheel again. So it's stressful trying to bring myself up to that next level. I totally
0: get that. What would you like to focus on in today's conversation?
1: If I could focus on something a day, probably scaling, like figuring out how to reshape my business into, I need to fine tune my business. Like, because I have a lot of different running parts, but bringing them together, it's like, I have the music piece, the, the, the event planning piece where I, I book the venues, book the artists, uh, finding the venues that part is is kind of simple but then when you want to charge people for these services sometimes it gets lost in translation like what am i paying for but it's like bro you didn't bring any uh you you know what i'm saying like i have artists who don't have a huge fan base, but then i have beautiful venues that need bodies yeah So I should be charging twice because I'm giving you a promotional event, but then I'm giving you bodies in your venue. So I should be getting paid at least twice. There's probably a lot more money on the table that I'm losing. And then if I can have more of a streamlined structure, like I noticed you use Calendly and I have seen it a thousand times. I downloaded it. I haven't used it yet, but just structuring out my schedule in a more organized format where I'm not having to deal with all of the, you know, hustle and bustle of people having to call me, look at my schedule, get on that. And then I can just check the schedule and like, I need to fine tune some things so that I'm streamlined. So that's if you could guide me a little bit, throw me some nuggets of wisdom in that area would be great. For sure.
0: I mean, I'll do, I do my best with, with the bit that I know. I would follow up again with the, the question of, so you're saying that you're running into the issue of as you're growing, you're essentially having to battle with all the different layers of the business when yeah. you, you really want to be focusing on certain aspects. I would say one one thing is to, like you said, get count, Calendly, get things that you can automate and yeah. it would be kind of going into what you do now and seeing what you could automate or delegate. And I, I don't know as far as what point of your business you are in until like, if you need to hire somebody, that kind of thing. Cause that would be another thing that's going to help you go to the next level. Because at this point you can only do so much alone. Yeah. You know, and that, that's, that's the struggle is, uh, and everything that I've, I've learned with business is you want to hire sooner than later (laughs) knowing when someone works and doesn't and just because that's the biggest load it's like when you're the visionary which i assume from our conversations you're the visionary what you excel at is casting the vision but then when it goes down to the small minutia of having to run through the numbers and have all the conversations you you don't have time for that right basically yeah, so so my biggest uh, I guess advice or tip in that area would be yes, yeah, seeing where, seeing where you can free up yourself to focus on the parts of the business that are gonna get you to the next level. Mm. And essentially, it's like it's the idea of, and I mean I've mentioned it before in videos, is we we've got the end goal in mind, like we've got the the crazy impossible dream, in uh, in front of us, but instead of trying to like reach for it, we got to come from it. And we've got to get into the mindset of how would the person that's already there treat these problems?
1: because mm. yeah, that makes sense.
0: Whoever you're looking up to as far as the business you're trying to model into, thinking that person that's already there, how would they go after these problems? Okay. Within all that, what would you say is
1: the biggest struggle um the biggest struggle is organizing i can get a client yeah especially if i talk to them one-on-one but my problem is i get to the point where i'll get a client on monday and tuesday and then i'll forget to go out and get more clients and then i'm like okay it's thursday i didn't do anything and then i'm rushing and the I can get a client with the type of client that I'm getting because I rushed and then what they expect is not the same. So the person that I kind of pre the net for is expecting a certain level of service, easy. I can get the job done, it's booked, it's on the schedule, they pay me on time, it's done. But the person I got, let's say I go out tonight and somebody just needs a cameraman for four hours and I might just charge them 500 bucks. But at the end of the day, I might not get uh, my deposit I might have to wait till tomorrow to get paid. like things are not organized i might get a piece of the money i might not they might not be happy with the service because they weren't sure what to expect they might have expected the world when they only paid for you know like some minute you know details if that makes sense like oh you you wanted a million dollar service but you only gave me 250. i didn't do a good job positioning exactly what they will go and get just because I found them on a
0: whim. One thing it sounds like to me is it's the idea of, it's the idea of we, we create clients, Mm. we don't attract clients or, or like get clients. And that's been the, one of the things that I've had to learn in my business is if we are sitting there presenting ourselves a certain way, then we essentially are attracting clients that we may necessarily not want, but yeah. we create the clients we want. We we do want, and that comes from being the being the go to and to really thinking like so. Let's 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 exercise this out. So, what is your ideal client for your your business?
1: Okay, so the ideal client is for me. It's it's probably three types of clients. The first one. Is maybe a uh, artist uh, or entertainer that needs promo shots. They may need, they may need uh, an interview, and they may need some pictures done, or maybe like a. You see what I do on social media. I, yeah. I kind of build out people's social media in terms of. I do the photos. I do the videos. They may have like a promo video. Yo, you know it's your boy X Y Z. Come see me tonight at XYZ Club. I'm performing my latest song, so I'll do like their promo video, their headshots. They'll get dressed up, wear like their chains and stuff. Get a look, just promotional marketing marketing material. Someone who's just getting in, they don't really understand how to. Uh, they don't understand Instagram or social media the way that you and I do. You see that I post specific types of content, and it does pretty well. Um. So that would be an ideal client a artist. Second, ideal client would be someone who has a, a banquet hall or a venue where they have a beautiful space. But the type of people that they're getting maybe is a baby shower. But ideally, yeah. they would like to have maybe a comedy, a comedy act, uh, a performance here and there, a singer, whatever, whatever the case may be, as entertainment. And then being able to uh, capture that particular footage. And then again, use that for marketing and promotion. And then thirdly, uh, of course, I shoot music videos. And then barber shops will use me to get a few marketing and promotional types. So somebody who wants to showcase their talent in terms of what they do, what services they provide, and then building it out so that way when it's on social media, they do get those hits locally because they have the right type of videos. Maybe it's a 30-second video as to how the haircut looks, how how they do, what their process is, and then how long is long it takes and then where it's located. So like a little small business commercial type of thing. So those are the three type of uh, clients that I'm particularly looking for.
0: Gotcha. So you've got the up-and-coming artist, and then you've got the venues, and then you've got like the... The up and coming businesses that need that content to kind of share what they offer to their people. So you really are kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to things. I would would encourage you to kind of focus in, because right now, who would you say you get the most out of those three categories? What would be your most profitable slash your most like how many clients are you getting in each area? Like which one of those would be like if you could rank them one to three, as in one okay. being one being your most profitable, and getting the most of.
1: If I had to scale uh, uh, scale back and say what my ideal client would be, and my like what my heart niche is yeah. is entertainment. Like I like, I grew up listening to music and wanting to perform and things like that. So I I like ideally I like the artist that's looking to. Uh, market and promote themselves and just have footage for themselves. That and the events. So if I... Because because ideally, the artist can be a person that... Um, I captured it his uh, his or her event. Yeah. Or I just captured them rapping 60 seconds or how they went to the mall or whatever. So the first one, the artist that's looking to uh, market themselves and, and promote themselves. It's okay. the one I know that I have the most... Uh, organic informational,
0: Because it sounds like business is great because you've got a lot of opportunities and a lot of clients getting in. But to me, it sounds like it's time to refine mm. who you say yes and no to. It's kind of both ways because I look at it this way. A lot of times when we're trying to get clients, we're almost saying yes and hoping that they'll say yes to us. And it almost comes from a place of like we're willing to go extra at the expense of our own well-being and at the expense of what we want to do, because it sounds like to me, like out of all those people that you get clients of, you, you mentioned yourself, the ones that mean the most to you, especially from your heart and bring you fulfillment, is the artists that are connected to events. So I would say really, really focus in on those people and, and working with those people. Now, the, other, the others can be like kind of supplemental. To when, you know, like when things are kind of tougher and you need to go out and get certain clients, you can say yes to some of those. But as far as, like, really growing this into something that you're really wanting to do and be passionate about, I would really focus in on that. Okay. Because it's really easy to just say yes to everyone, and that's kind of like I'll, I'll use myself as a personal experience. Like, as coaching people, I could say yes to every person or like I could just be like I coach anyone that thinks they're creative or anyone that wants to be creative but if I really got zeroed into it it would be like I need to first connect with that person one-on-one and have that connect because you know you've probably had clients and you're like we just don't vibe
1: yeah there, I just two it, extra, I like, yeah, like they're too extra
0: and it's like their budget And it it goes back to like the money (laughs) side of it is like, they're not worth my time because they're giving me all this grief and we're just not seeing eye to eye, we're button heads. And that's another portion of it is like really working with the type of people that you want to work with. That would be the the biggest tip I could say there. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's hard because with that is also comes with the level of setting a price that, that, you know, is necessary and and that can be tough too because then when you have a a certain price that you're asking for a lot of people will say no to that because yeah they
1: fall off fast yeah
0: yeah which is fine and that helps you but it's tough when you're sitting there and you're going from potential client for to potential client and you're letting them know these are my services this is what you're going to get it's obvious that the value is there but if they can't accept that value and it, it goes back to like, you can be a salesman and sell somebody, but I, I love the idea of this. Like it's either one out of 10, like 10 being like, I'm all in, like, this is what I would tell a client or a potential client. I was like, you like uh, 10 is like, I'm all in, I'm all for it. One being not, n- not even close. If they are a seven, that's still not enough like think of it like if someone's in a space of a maybe a maybe's not enough you got to be a heck yes it's either a heck yes or it's a heck no right. and it's like when you get into that that space you really are able to focus in on okay this is what this is what the thing is but i want to i want to take a little step deeper cuz w- we can get really focused on the business side but i would really ask you so so what is your ultimate goal in your business like what's the goal behind the goal um
1: so my actual goal behind the goal so to speak is to build a platform where i can give artists the opportunity to show exactly what it is with like you know they i mean i want to build a platform where artists can be themselves where they don't have to like jump through random hoops just to get on the platform. I want it to be something where it's organic and it gives them a, a, a creative space where they can actually showcase their talent in a way where it's conducive, not only for themselves and beneficial, but also for the listeners or the viewers where it's engaging. That's pretty much, you know, because ultimately, how, we both have done music before. How many yeah. times have you gone to an event and it was nobody there? Oh. It's like crickets in there and you're like performing <laughs> for like two people. It's was like, yeah. all right, the bartender is not really interested. Right. So I'm basically just coming to sing my song or rap my verse. Yeah. And the people that I feel like have a message are typically the ones that don't have the clout. They may have the right mm-hmm. message. They might have the right sound, but it's a disconnect from them and their audience. So if I could just bridge the gap between the people looking for that real deal entertainment and artistry, um, as opposed to clout chasers, um, I think I would be happy with that.
0: That also helps you again, refine your ideal client. Your ideal client is that artist that may be the diamond in the rough. They may be at the, the beginning of growing a fan base but the talent is there and you can yeah. see the talent and you're and just, just trying, don't have the resources. Yeah. They,
1: they typically, that's why I mean my price is normal.
0: But, but with that, I would say I'd, I had an idea when you were talking and, and what if you did something of like, you really want to help those artists, you want to cultivate them and you want to like help them grow. What if you could add that as like a portion of your services, or even if it's like, if your video services are something like, so you wanna help them with their social media growth. Let's just use that as an example. So with the social media growth, they're gonna need like consistent content and they probably couldn't afford like all at once, a super high price. But what if you gave them like the, a portion of content that's easier for you to do, so it doesn't take a lot of your time, and you're able to do something like maybe a monthly subscription kind of thing, Mm. something like that, that could be interesting. Cause I know that that's a lot of, a lot more affordable for people.
1: I'm putting, I'm I'm putting that in as a note right
0: there. Yeah. 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 That, that, that just came to me. I was like, man, what if there was some kind of, and even like you say platform and I can't help, but think of platform, like social media platform or an app. Cause I, I have a buddy of mine. That's a, a coach for divorce recovery because he went okay. through bad, he he went through bad a uh, bad divorce, and he learned how to like better himself through that situation. So I, now he helps other people get through that. Um, super great guy, his name's Frank. Um, I, he's actually going to be on the podcast the first of next year, so that's cool. But okay. um, that's awesome. but he just developed an app, and it's like a seven dollar a month thing. But he's basically made – it's kind of like his own ecosystem because it's an app that he owns, and he's just doing a low-barrier entry because, I mean, that's super affordable, and he's putting a lot of content on there. But a flip side of that will be how could you maybe develop something where it's a community for these artists. It could be these venues. It could be these promoters where they have a space to be like – almost like Upwork is or Fiverr, kind of like one of those things – But for the music industry and the music space, and it could be it could start even something local because it seems like you have a lot of connections locally and it could be something like that. And even if it started as events. okay, here we go. in in real world, because, you know, like sometimes the the app development definitely would be like a long term figuring something out. But what if you did like a once a month kind of meetup? Where it was like you you charge the cover fee or whatever you rented out a venue, which that connects artists to that venue potentially, and it gives the opportunity for people to kind of mingle, and be and network, and they you could have some artists do a showcase, like you could do something because it sounds like you're already already doing doing some events kind of like that, but make it very focused where it's like B 2 B like business to business essentially, it's like artists to promoter or whatever it is. Yeah. Artist to artist or artist to promoter or artist to graphic designer. So
1: basically, uh, so it's like basically a handful of things that most artists need. Yeah. They need content. You need a cameraman. You need a producer. They want to do features with other artists. And most of the rappers are always looking for a singer. And yeah, all of the singers exactly. may have a song where they're looking for, I I, I might need just one person. Right. And the videographers are always looking for like a model.
0: And it would really be almost like a networking event with Showcase. And that's where, that's where essentially you wouldn't, it would be good for you to make co- connections with like record labels. I mean, obviously. I you said yeah. that.
1: Me, that was what our last meeting was. So we eventually are about to start a record label. So maybe... I should transition the way I position my, my business because of the record label. I, I don't know. I'm I'm saying it to you because it may make sense.
0: Possibly. So with that, kind of explain a little bit more kind of what your role would be with this record label.
1: I've basically fallen into like a promotional and A&R role. Yeah, that's what as i was well about as I shoot Some the music A&R. videos.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, to me it sounds like yeah, in a sense you're almost transitioning. It's like I mentioned earlier your your success with camera work and that stuff obviously is something you're you're stacking skills but ultimately you kind of got to make a pivot if this is really what you want to do so that that would be the better question here is ultimately what do you want to (laughs) do yeah that that's the big question because it's it's more that than it is i can do this and get this result and i can do this like what what do you want to do
1: so if it was up to me like when I was I mean everybody's dream who rap is to have their own record label and yeah. to be I just didn't want to be on like Def Jam or any of those right. major labels um independently simply because obviously I am a believer and by me being a christian I've, i I've been in my mind I stopped rapping because I didn't know how to uh, change my content to match my belief system right. and still sound a certain way um now that i i kind of figured out a formula for myself ideally i ha- and i haven't even talked to her about this but this is in the back of my mind let's say the overarching label has a name but then she gives me like my own imprint where i maybe have a few artists that i don't know if you know any of the christian artists like Bizzle. yeah um, I-, I really like him i really like um I like Lecrae. I like some of his newer stuff. I didn't really know a lot about him up until a right. few years ago, but uh, those type of artists, they they have a good beat. They have a good sound, but they still have right. a positive message. Yeah. And if it, if there was a way for me to um, have my own imprint on under her overarching label where I was able to uh, give a platform to people like that and then position my artists. Secondly... Um, I see myself as um, like a producer in terms of I like I like to listen to the music, I like to pick the beats. I can make yeah. beats I just I'm, I just don't have the I, time I, to sit.
0: executive producer. yeah
1: yeah. and then executive yeah. producing on like 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 BT they have shows or MTV yeah. they have shows that that's around the overarching you know scene. So it's like if I could be like an executive producer and develop content, Even if I had to script it and write it myself, I would. I like that type of stuff. I wouldn't mind being a a executive producer in a few different mediums, in terms of the industry.
0: For sure. I wanna I wanna do an exercise. So basically, I want us to think about the future for a little bit. So if you could write a list, twenty five things, top twenty five things you want to do before you die, and you have that list, I'm sure you can hypothetically picture that in your head. Yep. Now, now you, you see those 25 things. Now, what would be the top five things you want to do before you die?
1: Uh, Top five things. What's important to me from a financial perspective is positioning my wife and my children. I have five kids. One has special needs. Kind of want it like my own farm. With, replete with horses and lambs and cows and vegetables and fruit trees. I've always... I, you know, and maybe a, a pawn with some nice bluegill or something. I, I don't know. I've always wanted to do, do those things. Number two, building that legacy in terms of if I die and people had to remember me, remember me as a believer who led people to Christ. And I don't want to be known for that religious mumbo jumbo. I want to say that I want to be a person that I was still me, but I fed God and I was myself. Like I want to, like all the things that we're talking about, the rapping, the writing books, the writing uh, scripts uh, or creating podcasts and all of those things, the, the, the creative medium, I want to be able to make sure that I get it to a place where people are actually consuming my content and they enjoy it, all the way down to the skits that I do. Owning my own record label was always a dream of mine. I've always wanted to have my own clothing line. I wanted to own properties like corporate business property yeah. type of stuff like imagine owning like some huge warehouse people probably say that i have the most unrealistic goals but I don't believe that they're unrealistic i mean I saw look at Kanye west not to use him but he's done a lot of things
0: hey he's him. done a,
1: he's he's done things that have been in my heart had i not seen him do it I didn't believe i would be able to do it In my top five, I also want to get to the point where because I've had these platforms, I become a person of substance where before I I wanted to retire and become maybe a a pastor or a minister, that's really my top five is to be able to sustain my family, uh, sustain my businesses with things that I created, and then being able to have produced content in every medium and be successful, whether it's the podcast, the, the music, the movies, the books, the interviews.
0: First off, I'm all for impossible goals. So you're never going to hear me be like, nah, man, that's out of reach. If it's yeah. not out of reach, then we're not dreaming big enough. So, that's how I see right. it. The reason I ask that, so what happens to the other 20? What are you going to do do with them?
1: Wow. Um, I'm going to hit them before I die. I, I feel like I'm hitting them slowly
0: the the mistake is we want to go try to fit in all the other 20 but Mm -hmm. those 20 have to become your avoid at all cost list because it's the stuff Mm -hmm. that aren't in the top five that's the stuff that shuts you down drain you of energy and they create the issues in the people around you like from the simplest things like technology challenges to things that take hours to solve to more complex things that A team could resolve easy. And that goes back to kind of the conversation we had at the beginning is a lot of times we, especially as creatives, like, and especially as people that have vision and have these ideas, we see such big picture that we get lost in the big picture that we can't focus in on the small thing. Or what seems like a small thing, which I mean your top five are definitely not small, which is great and I love that. But when we're able to really focus in on the top five and everything else becomes a void at all cost, then it's like you said, we start making the, the opportunities start coming to us. Like you mentioned, you've got your business partner that's gonna potentially become your your record label partner, possibly. I'll speak it I'll speak it into existence. But but I say all that to say like that's that would be me from a, a coaching aspect to, to you is, is really focus in. Cause it, cause like, I, I get it. Like we want to chase all the amazing things we want to do, but what can you do? I, I've, I've said it this way before as a, as a great example, a metaphor is like, picture it. You got five hats <laughs> for, for your case, say you've got five hats and one's content creator, one's ANR, r one's like you've got the five different hats, and they're all the things that you're amazing at. Now, if you go try and a perfect example, you're you're at your event, and you're 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 filming. You can't film and be on camera at the same time, right? So you have to put one down to focus on the other, and it's like that. That would be my my encouragement to you is almost visualize it as you like taking off a hat and putting on another hat. Like for me, it's like coach drummer, when I rapped at the same time, it was like everything, I was video editor, like I had these four hats and I'd be trying to wear them all at once, running around, overwhelmed, stressed. But when I took the moment and I was like, in this moment, I put on my video editing hat, I edit the video, I'm like tunnel vision into that, I finish that, I take off the hat, put on the rap hat, let's write the raps, let's record, let's perform. So that, that would be kind of like my, my encouragement in, in that aspect.
1: That makes a lot of sense. As you was talking, you asked me earlier, and I was thinking to myself, I'm going to have to find somebody when I'm when I'm doing my events and stuff like that, that I'm going to have to pay somebody to be the cameraman because I, I yeah, don't think I can exactly. I, I don't think I'll be able to be a cameraman full time at that point because it is cameraman or editor, but I could easily just pay somebody that's better than me to just be the cameraman, and then have a editor that edits everything. Yeah. And then that cuts 80% of my workload down. So that gives me the opportunity to run around more. I just yeah. need that person to be willing to follow me a lot.
0: And that's, what's hard about, and you mentioned earlier, your, your genius is that idea of, we have our zone of excellence. We have our zone of genius. And like the zone of excellence is the things we're great, we're solid at. Like for you, it's like the video and it's the filming, but then you have your zone of genius and that's the stuff that's effortless. Like that's the stuff you were called and created to do. And a lot of times we will sacrifice the genius to be in the excellence because it's what we can do. But ultimately that drains us because that's not fulfilling us. And yeah. that's that's a big thing to think of. But yeah, it's like you said, delegation. That's the biggest thing that I can think of in all this is if it's not right now, it's in the near future. Because it's like you said, you can't do all the things at once, but you definitely can oversee all the things at once. Okay,
1: so I need to I need to position myself as more of a supervisor of these tasks as opposed to the person doing each task myself. Okay, I'm learning.
0: Yeah, because a lot of times we're stuck in doing, and sometimes we got to be being. And it goes back to what I was saying with the zone of genius. A lot of times when we're in the things that are effortless to us, and especially as high achievers, as driven people, we almost feel lazy. You know? It's like, what do you mean I can do stuff quicker and I can get it done, and then I'm sitting and a lot of times people say, like, don't just sit there, do something. But I, I like to think of it on the flip side. Don't just do something, sit there and think. Because it's like you said, you, you come up with all these ideas. I, I still, again, like, the more I hear you, the more I see visionary. And you, you mentioned Kanye is someone you look up to. Like, Kanye's not doing that alone. He's got a team. I
1: don't know a lot of people who move like that. I've never I, met in, most people just get a regular job and they try to work it for 40 years, law low forbid, and then they just die off. And I never felt like I that mean, was yeah. what I was supposed to do. Tran, transition from all of those different arenas, but they all connect. You know what I mean? Like, if you notice, everything i said roughly goes together with the exception of the form.
0: You got to eat well so your body is maintained so that you can do all these things. I mean, if you really want to get down to the small minutia of it, it really is holistic because (laughs) if you're not taking care of your body and you're not taking care of your spirit. And that goes back to your faith in God and stuff. You got to take care of all the things. And that's what a lot of people miss. Is they're like, man, I need to get my business in order. And that's why I I wanted to go the route we did in this podcast. I I mean, I I could consult you till I'm blue in the face and tell you SEO strategy. You you know the SEO strategy. But like I could do those things or we could get to the the true heart of the matter and really get that insight that's going to change your whole life because it's like a, I think it circles back to the, me mentioning kind of like the hats and the focusing in and the delegation that doesn't come from me just openly saying in the first 2 minutes hey delegate like it's it comes in that 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 talking it out you know but yeah. but, I, but I'd love to pause here and I'd like to ask you like so far in our conversation what's been the biggest insider takeaway that you've gotten today
1: that I need to delegate like now I need to figure out how to get to a point where I can find, I need to make my business, somehow I need to position my business in a way where I can step away from the things that hold me back from moving forward. For example, um, editing. I don't really like to edit anyway, to be completely honest. I I do it because I don't have nobody else to do it. When I used to do music, I can do the talking on the mic part, but being the engineer, I learned it because nobody else would be willing to do it. So growing up, I always heard if you won't, if you can't do it yourself, you know, it probably won't get done. And when you are a business owner, I see that. But the person that gave me that example often to me exhibits burnout a lot. And I don't want to be burnt out. I have a wife and five kids. That's already a lot of, and they all girls. So (laughs) it's like, and one guy special needs. Then I got a dog and I got a cat. So it's like, that gives me, uh, I'm already draining some of my gas tank with that. So I'm doing three jobs that people probably get paid buku's amount of money to do just that one thing. And then going around and then having to touch fabric and look up different outfit ideas and then I, I gotta go and draw my design like i made my own logos for everything the creative part of it i don't notice the work because i like that part yeah. but once it gets from that to the act the business acumen like I, I i need to delegate that first having somebody or having an automated system that can help me streamline my clients because dealing with my clients the way i'm dealing with them makes it harder for me so i learned that from you
0: so all the things that you do like you just mentioned all the things you do video videography video editing graphic design all of the things you do what are the ones that you do them because you want to or just because you can